Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Sure Thing, sure thing today, the Pick'em. Warren Shore here with Ryan Silver, where we'll give out picks for the college football weekend and the uh, NFL weekend. Well, we'll take a look at what's coming up this weekend. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio podcast app, as something I radio app, the short thing. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, so we really won't do a deep dive into the Cowboys game today because they played next Tuesday, so we can do that on Monday. But we'll talk about with the NFL, what's going on this weekend, what we're looking forward to uh, there. So, Ryan, how was uh, how's, how's your last couple of days been? There's been a lot of stuff out there to uh, old gamble on. Yeah, it's it's been lucrative. We'll say that. It's been very lucrative. Um, so uh, it's been great. You know, uh, yesterday, a little uh, hump day football. Some might say hump day, hump day, great day for football. Um, so, you know, you love to see that. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. I can't complain. Yeah, the game, <laughs> the game yesterday, we'll get into it later, but that was just ugly. Ugly, but it fit perfect to where it was. Oh, yeah. That, that was a Wednesday afternoon game through and through. I saw a lot of people throwing up the Maction. That was NFL Maction at its highest order. You jumped on that bandwagon pretty quick, I saw. I, well, of course. I'm a Mac I'm a Mac guy. <laughs> Do you want me to go get my Mac Madness 2004 shirt I got still that I wear? That was a large at the time that's got a long sleeve shirt. Want me to pull that out? You know, I I, I got to say, I think I think Maction is now just like, it's, that's just America's conference. <laughs> it is. It, I, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I feel bad for for kind of uh, whatever region you want to call that. Uh, uh, the Sun Belt? Yeah, the Sun Belt region. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of been taken away from them. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think I think it's a fully America's or, conference No, no, now. no, no. Are you talking about like the Ohio? You're 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 sad that the Mac has been taken away from the Rust I'm not, Belt. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sad, okay. but you know, you know, I have a little sympathy towards them because you know that's one of those things where it's like that that's your baby, and then now everyone's just adopted it as as their own as well. So you know, it's it's it, it's got to be you know a little a little heartbreaking, but also proud to see the Maction you know uh, flourish into this butterfly from a once a, once a little tiny caterpillar. Now it's just like I said, America's conference. Okay, because I was confused for a second. I thought you were like, man, it's got to suck if you're like the Sun Belt and you're seeing the Mac fly. And like you try to throw the Wednesday game in October and no one really cares. You're like, oh, whatever, we got a Sun Belt game tonight. That's what I thought you were going at. No, 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 no. Yeah, the I region of the United I, I States. Yeah. But I think as as uh, as someone who's been in the Mac or a Mac family for a while, you know what? It's a peacock. You got to spread its wings and see it could fly. And I yeah. think this is what it's doing. Should be. Uh, I would say the biggest credit though is to the the Matt commissioner who has taken the steps to make it like what it is, at least for football. Because the Mac football, look, they've got a handful of good pros. They've always supplied some good pros, especially quarterbacks, to the league. So how can they get more exposure? And I think uh, what that I saw the Kent Akron game did did uh, the average viewer was like 957,000 people. So just under a million people watching Kent versus Akron and Akron's terrible. Like that just shows that no matter what football is on, people are going to watch, even if it's on like a Tuesday or Wednesday night. So it's a, it's a genius business strategy. Well, I mean, it's, it has been, but also the uh, product on the field, I think has a lot to do with that. Cause if it was just, you know, I mean, we can always, the reason Maction is Maction yeah. is because of the just wild, crazy, you For never sure. know what's going to happen on the field. So while he has done a good job of putting them to the forefront, maybe he knew that he was like, bro, look at these games. You know, these are getting buried on 11 AM Saturday. Let's put these, 
you know, prime time, middle of the week. So all eyes are on and everyone can see what, what the Mac is all about. So uh, while I agree, it's been great to put them in the forefront. I think a lot of it has to do with just the, uh, the, the madness that is the Mac. For, for sure. For sure. Uh, that is it. All right. This is a good segue uh, for what we could talk about the playoff. Cause we didn't really talk about it or the rankings on uh, Monday. We were going to table this. So the big conversation when it comes to the uh, playoff rankings is should Ohio state, it looks like they're going to play this week. I guess Michigan State, if they they're going to if they play this week, they'll be their fifth game. They're playing a sixth game no matter what, because the last week of the Big Twelve, or the Big Ten season, if you're not in the championship game, you're playing the number two team in the other division, and then the third team, so on and so on. So every team is playing a seventh game. So Michigan comes out yesterday; they got a bunch of coronavirus cases uh, as well. So that game seems like it's in doubt. Uh, right now for next weekend. But the the thing is, should Ohio State at four games or five games, whatever, six games, be eligible or should you be able to judge them based on how they are against the other teams that have played nine, ten games? First of all, it's not Ohio State's fault that they're only playing six games. They voted for a football season when the Big Ten decided not. Ohio State... Iowa and Nebraska all voted to not cancel the season when they did in August. And so they, you could say they're getting punished for the nine other, the, what are there? 14 schools in the big 10, the other uh, 11 schools, what they did, as I saw, um, who was it? I think it was Stuart Mandel said the uh, holier than thou schools in the big 10. So they're getting punished for that. And probably isn't the whole thing. The problem isn't the whole thing getting the four best teams in the in the playoff. Ohio State's probably one of the four best teams in the country. Yeah, I think this what kind of what you're saying uh, is 100 percent a case by case basis, a team by team basis. Like, you know, if Clemson had only played five games, but went five and oh, you know, it's, it's going to be your blue bloods, your Ohio State. Sure. I mean, they've made the playoff almost every year that it's been, uh, you know, that's been uh, uh since it's been Around. introduced. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, I think it's very much a case by case basis. If you had, you know, a, uh, you know, for example, if the rest of Cincinnati's games got canceled, which I, I think they only have one more, but if they were six and oh, you're not, you're not trying to make the case of, Hey, we could really, you know, uh, judge this team based off six games. And, you know, maybe, maybe Cincinnati's a team that's, of Ohio Wisconsin's State. probably a good comp. Comparable. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. If, if Wisconsin would have gone five and zero, but they didn't get that sixth game, could you make the the argument? You would you would have to make the argument of, hey, you know, they they looked really good, but there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that. But with Ohio State, you know that if you put them in there with only playing four or five games and they won, they win every single one of them, they're going to have a strong showing in the playoff regardless. So it, it, it very as much is, in my opinion, a team-by-team basis of, of, of how you can judge a team based on whether it's a small sample size or not. And I don't think the other teams right now really have like a strong argument for th- they should be in. Like A&M's in fifth. If you look at their efficiency ratings from Football Outsiders, they're like 24th in efficiency ratings when you bring everything in there. They're um, 12th overall. Their offense is 21st. Their defense is 16th. Ohio State, if you want to compare them, their offense is second. Defense is 17th. And then Florida, they lost. Who did the who did Florida? Oh, A&M. A&M. Right. Duh, yeah. duh. Um, and then Cincinnati. Look, I've been pounding the table for Cincinnati if there's chaos in because I think their defense is really that good. And they've like they've shown they can stop high-powered offenses in there in their conference. So it's also the competition doesn't 
stack up to say, oh, Ohio State um, doesn't deserve it because, wow, look how good A&M is. They, they lost by three touchdowns to Alabama, and they won by a field goal against Florida. Yeah. Like, it's, it's uh, the other teams aren't really do- – and why is A&M fifth? Because they've just won all their other games? Like, you could you, they, they didn't look dominating against the LSU team. That's pretty bad. Like, they should have dom- – I don't understand it was raining, but they should have dominated that game more against – LSU the other uh, the other weekend. It's not like they're putting out just dominating performances. I also think the other thing for Ohio State is I think it hurt them against Indiana when they were up 35-7, to and then they kind of just put it in cruise control in the fourth quarter and then just stopped trying, and then Indiana made a comeback. And you're like, oh, wow, maybe this Ohio State team isn't that good. They were up. And the same thing happened against Rutgers. So they played great first halves, and then the second half, I think they kind of just get bored some guys don't want to get hurt, and then they let they don't dominate for the full sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, man, that's that's a it's an argument that can be made there too for sure. But no, I agree about A and M. They could have, they should have, they definitely needed some style points, especially with the quarterback play that LSU saw that that game. Uh, like yeah. I said, I know it was raining, but it just it, it you know wasn't a. I mean, it's it's hard to say a twenty point win when you uh, don't let the other team score isn't dominating, but it wasn't. It was just like a boring twenty points. I mean, shoot, even Jamie said that we were sitting here watching the game. She was like, uh, they. To put up some, they need to start scoring some more points. And I was, you know, I was like, dude, they're up 17 0, 20 0. She's like, yeah, but in order to get, you know, she had a full concept of if they're trying to get in the top four, you know, we need some style points here. I said, you're right. And they they just, they weren't capable of doing that or weren't able to do that. And I think that's, that's what's going to be holding them back is not having, you know, other than that Florida win. I mean, what other win can you, can AM hang their hat on? Nothing. Yeah. And getting ahead, I think I kind of like Auburn this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been one to to trash Auburn, saying they're bad. But their home road splits are jarring if you look at them. And it's really the thing too is so I'm looking at the rankings. So it's it's Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, obviously. And then it's like A and M, Florida, Cincinnati. I don't really think Georgia. Should, like who? What? Like I said, what other team? No other team is just pounding down the door. Like hey, we should be in the playoff. Other than I think Cincinnati at seven. Other than you're not putting the committee shown they don't want to put a two loss team in. So Georgia and Iowa State are out. Oklahoma's out, even though they're playing pretty good right now. So it's really a, it's really a four-team race, I think. And then if one team slips up, then they'll throw in Florida. The, the whole thing for Ohio State to make it is if Florida beats Alabama and Clemson beats Notre Dame, I think it's hard to see if Ohio State goes undefeated how they'll get in. Yeah, I think they'll say that. Well, these teams played a full schedule, and Ohio State's going to be left off. And then Ohio State can't even go to the Rose Bowl this year because that's in the. Uh, um, that's in the playoff. So that's like the worst case scenario. But I, the whole four games also, do you really, does Ohio state really need to play Michigan and Michigan state to show, are those two games really going to matter and right. how good we know? Like Michigan state and Michigan are bad. Yeah. Like what are you really going to watch? this going to be like, okay, now after I watch Ohio state play those two teams, they, I watch them. They should be in the playoff now. Now, let me ask you a question, you know, because I, I agree. It pretty much is a four-team race right now, um, barring any madness happening. But if BYU has a dominating performance against Coastal Carolina, as funny as that sounds, do they kind of get thrown in that top six or seven, do you think? Do you think that would be a statement victory for BYU? Because, uh, you know, they're undefeated, but, again, they they don't have any big-time victories. And as crazy as it is, Coastal Carolina looks like a pretty good football team. And so if they have a dominating performance this week, you know, is that something – Is I mean, is that – if Ah, maybe I just answered my own question. If your biggest win is against an undefeated Coastal Carolina, can you really, can you really, you know, say say anything? But I, I think this year, Coastal's you know, you good kinda, though. 
They are. They're very good. I love them. I, I think they're good. I, I, I play them almost every weekend, uh, you know, on, uh, but, uh, so I, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you, but I just don't know if that's a big enough statement victory to get BYU in the conversation. So here's the thing. Football outsiders, uh, efficiency rankings they have BYU as four in their efficiency rankings. So it's Alabama one, Ohio state two, Clemson three, BYU four. They have Wisconsin five, Notre Dame six. Coastal in their then their uh, efficiency is sixteenth. So look, I think this win definitely. I don't think BYU could get. I think what needs to happen is I think the AAC should let. So Cincinnati is not playing this week. They play Tulsa next week. I think, and then they have the conference championship game. I think the AAC should let Cincinnati cancel the game against Tulsa next week. Why are they going to play Tulsa two weeks in a row? Then Cincinnati and BYU play each other on the 12th. And then if BYU, I think BYU is going to beat Coastal Carolina this week. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's pretty handily, even though it's on two days, uh, two days uh, rest and you got to fly from Provo to Myrtle Beach. Then BYU would play Cincinnati. And then I would say BYU has a case if they beat Cincinnati or Cincinnati beats BYU and then beats a ranked Tulsa team in the championship game. Then they have an argument to get in, depending on what happens. Do you follow me there? Yeah. Yeah, I follow you. It's just adding another game, I think, against Cincinnati, who's a step up in the group of five against Coastal. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to say BYU beats Coastal and you're going to say, well, OK, they're the fourth best team in the country. It should get them if they beat Coastal into a New Year's Six Bowl. But I don't think you could just make the leap of, all right, they beat Coastal, they're a top four team. They should probably be in the conversation because they've, they've dominated their schedule, too. They really haven't had any close games. Um, but it will definitely help them move up into the top ten and get that. The, the problem is the game against Boise really killed them because Boise was on their third-string quarterback, and they, yeah. they couldn't play them against uh, full strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, you got a lot of good points there. I, I, I agree. It's, you know. Well, BYU I, plays San Diego State next week, so they may have to cancel that game. Why? Well, that's great. San Diego State can play a Tulsa, and then uh, BYU can play Cincinnati. There you go. Playing athletic director on the fly here. That makes uh, that makes so much sense that it's absolutely not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Like, why does Cincinnati <laughs> need to play Tulsa two weeks in a row? That's the yeah. thing. Like, what's that? It's like you don't want to beat Tulsa too bad the first week. So they still look good going into the conference championship. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. If you, you, you beat them have bad two weeks in a row, you just show bit. them yeah. that, you're all oh, this team, we dominate them both times. Like, Cincinnati's in a lose-lose no matter what happens. Right. Against yeah. Tulsa. No, yeah, you kind of, like you said, yeah, you kind of have to sandbag the first game, you know, squeak out a victory, and then really lay it on in the second one so it looks like a quality win. Yeah. Which just doesn't make any like, doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, that's what I th- I think. I think the AAC, the Cincinnati, should be like. Or why could Cincinnati? They're off this week. Why could they not schedule BYU this week? And why did they let Coastal get that in there? That doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. But uh, is there a line out yet for that BYU Coastal? No, no. I was when I was doing uh, my card today. I I did not see one yet. Okay. Um, well, I would like to put BYU in there, depending what the what the uh, line is there. But yeah, other than that, I don't. I think the big thing is how people value the four games when it comes 
to the rankings mm-hmm. uh, and how teams are dominant. Um, but we'll have to we'll have to see. It's a what do you think seems more flimsier of a season, the NFL or college football? Uh, the NFL for sure. You think so? So, yeah. or I should say, which has more merit, college football or the NFL? Uh, which has more merit? Uh, the NFL. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'd say the NFL. I mean, they they obviously this week we've had some you know some madness with games getting pushed from Thanksgiving to Sunday to Tuesday to Wednesday, and then Thursday's game this week gets pushed to next Monday or excuse me next Tuesday. So you know it's it's been weird, but I still think uh, you know outside of that Broncos game. Uh, I think every game is, you know, is pretty much, you know, fair or holds water. You know, like you said, it holds pretty good, pretty high merit. So I would definitely uh, put uh, put uh, the NFL there. Although I will, I mean, credit to the to uh, the NCAA or or college football for doing like what they did this week with you know BYU and and Coastal Carolina or what they did last week with Washington. You know, where like if two teams are canceled. Well, hey, the two teams that are supposed to play, guess what? You're playing now. So credit to them for for being able to put that into motion rather quickly. Uh, you know, even when we got a 9:30 a.m. kick on a Sunday morning for uh, Cal and who was it UCLA or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, they they they're able to make it work. So so credit to them for being able to to work it like that. But I still, I mean, I I don't. I, it's just tough if you look at if you look at the NCAA as a whole. It's tough because conferences were able to do like pretty much whatever they wanted. You know, like we have the Big Ten, the Pac-12, they all started late. So it's hard to judge it as a whole. Maybe if you went conference by conference, you could, you know, be an easier comparison. But, uh, you know, outside of that, I think I think the NFL would probably be, you know, uh, will hold more merit there. I would say that, too. Well, also, too, the thing is, this isn't like the college NCAA doesn't do college football. They are not in charge of this. Right. Yeah. Rules. But they are not in charge. The Division one. FBS, they are not in charge. That's the only championship they don't give out. Um, so, like, this is the conferences or credit to BYU and Coastal for coming together and doing the game. Um, like, it's the individual conferences and in, that are figuring that out. Like, the Pac 12, they got a lot of credit or a lot of slack for follow or crap for following the Big 12 for the following the Big 10, but they have tried to get as many teams on the field as they can. Like they did the Washington Utah reschedule. Like they've they've done multiple reschedules when other teams have got canceled to try and get their teams to play. So yes, I would say the conferences since the since it's been played have done a good job of figuring out how to play. But it's still just because you're not figuring out who's out with coronavirus. It just seems like a yeah yeah to me. It just seems like a. Now, whoever wins the title, it's still a championship. I'm not going to fault. I'm not going to say, well, you won it in Corona year. It's still worthy, but it just seems like from a whole, the whole season of not having a non-conference games and that whole thing. Just, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, if we're being honest, like SEC schools, you know, most schools out of conference games don't really mean a whole lot, regardless one way or the other. No, but you still get that one matchup. Usually you get to see the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah. um, Those big games like. Ohio State, Oregon were supposed to play this year. Texas LSU again were supposed to play. I think Alabama, USC, that was probably going to be a blowout. I don't know who Clemson had on the schedule this year. That was supposed to be pretty good. But there are those games that you're still, it gets it, the juices flowing before the conference season. And then bowl season, we're only, that's pretty much where we're going to see the out-of-conference games. I understand it, but it just it hasn't had that same, as I've been saying a while, that same juice for uh, this. All right, you want to get into our picks here? Let's do it. That's what we're here for, right? 
That is what we're here. I got a I got a big card. I, I've been going back and forth. As do but, I. Uh, record. I'm 64, 56, and three on the season. Seven and seven last last week. Ryan, what what where, where are you at? I was seven and six last last week. 65, 53, and one. Uh, so we're we're both pretty close to uh to around the same record in college. We're both having good years. Yeah, uh, I have twelve picks. I think I got a fourteen banger. Maybe thirteen. Why is this one not? The game that is really throwing me for a loop today is Louisiana Tech UNT. I don't get how UNT is favored. Yeah, I was looking at that too. How are they favored? The thing is, Louisiana Tech, I don't think, has played in like a month. Um, I don't think they played a game in the month of November, which is, um, that's a problem. But Yeah, but also too, UNT, I mean, the, the entire bad. team had uh, had coronavirus. Shout out Zach Babb. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, no, UNT, this game was originally scheduled for November 7th. Louisiana Tech's last game was a double overtime win against BYU on October 31st. So they are, as you would like to say, well rested for uh, this game. And I just don't get how UNT they they gave they lost 49 to 17 against UTSA last week. Yeah, I don't get how they are favored. Well, now it's it, it's went minus four to pick them, and now I see Louisiana Tech's minus one again. Well, I'm going to take the over. 66 in this one. That'll be my first pick. What do you, I wanted to talk that one out with you. What are you uh, feeling for that? Like Louisiana tech lane, the one I think, okay. I think they win. Um, like I said, I know I, I don't know what their practice schedule has been like over the last month. Um, obviously if they're not playing, you would assume that's more time in the playbook, you know, whether it's over zoom or, or, you know, in meetings, but, you know, going over, going over game plans, it's tough to go over game plans where you don't have a game, but uh, I think I like Louisiana Tech. Cause like you said, UNT, they got curb stomped last week. So I think that'll kind of roll over to this week. All right. You've had the winning record last week. You start off with your card. Okay. This, this weekend, I don't know if it's smart or not because we're getting into uh pound the ball defensive weather, but I got a ton of overs. I think I got like, I think half my card is, is overs. Um, so we'll start off with that. I got, I like the Ohio state, Michigan state over 59 and a half, mainly cause I think Ohio state's going to hang about 63 on them. So I think that'll be, uh, I think that over hits there. Um, I like Oklahoma state laying two and a half against TCU. I did not understand this line. TCU is not very good and Oklahoma state can run the crap out of the ball. So I thought that was a little, a little strange, uh, Tennessee, Florida over 62 and a half. I also like Florida lane, the 17 and a half. I like the over in the Toledo, Northern, uh, Illinois game, 55 and a half. Uh, Tulane and Memphis over 63. I like Eastern Michigan plus 13 and a half against Western Michigan. I also like the over 66 in that game. Uh, we're taking Buffalo and laying the 11 and a half over Ohio. And then we're also taking the over in that game, 58 and a half. NC State minus seven against Georgia Tech. Uh, although I think it, that game got canceled, didn't it? Uh, or is that a reschedule? It might be a reschedule. I don't, when I was looking, I early, think it might be a reschedule. Now, the only issue is um, I don't know if NC State's starting quarterback is playing or not. Um, I, I hadn't seen official word one way or the other. Um, Hawkman is his last name. I can't remember what his first name is, but I don't know if he's playing or not. So that that might throw a little wrench into, into things a little bit there for me. But either way, I'll take NC State land the seven. Uh, Clemson minus 22 and a half against Virginia Tech. I, I think it's going to be a, kind of a replay of what we saw last week with Clemson. They're just going to put the foot to the gas and uh, and leave it there. Um, SMU Houston over 68. That's what that got canceled again. 
Yeah. Yesterday. I just looked at that line. Oh, well, I'm pretty well. sure it got canceled yesterday. Unless I, they, think you're, I think you're right. I think, you know what? Now that I think of it, I did see it at the bottom of the score. It's on ESPN schedule is playing. Right. Ex- yeah, exactly. Up. And see, that's where I, that's where I was looking. So that's why I was, but no, but you're right. Cause that's the second time this game got canceled. And I remember seeing on the score yeah. yesterday when I was watching that Baylor game yeah. that, uh, that it did it get is, canceled. So uh, you're right. Uh, I'm going to take Oregon state plus 11 against Utah. I think Oregon state is sneaky average. They're not good. They're not as bad as they as they used to be. Um, but, uh, I think they're, I think they, they can cover the 11, uh, points here against Utah and looking right now, I'm looking at the ESPN schedules. They have BYU lane 10 against coastal Carolina. Ooh, really? Yeah. Big number. That is a big, what's the total 59. That's a big number. Yeah. I kind of like coastal there getting 10. But I mean, Zach Wilson's just so good, and I don't think I mean Coastal Carolina hasn't seen an offense like BYU's right now, and their defense is, isn't bad either. BYU's, I don't know, I, I'm laying off that game, but yeah, just just giving that heads up to you there. All right, yeah, um, no, I'm laying that. I'm laying off that. Uh, um, I'm laying off that. Let's see if Circa Sports is a line. They're usually pretty pretty. Um, oh, they haven't tweeted anything out there. Um, yeah, I'm staying off that. That's a lot. Oh, I just I didn't realize Washington State USC is playing Sunday night. Yeah, and then Western Kentucky Charlotte is on Sunday morning. <laughs> Love it. They're really trying to get that game in. <laughs> they are. Which is they wild. are really trying to get that game. I was disappointed to wake up on Tuesday and see that that game got postponed. Yeah. Oh, I was I was disappointed uh, in that one. All right. I am going to, like I said, I'm taking the over in UNT uh, Louisiana Tech. The other game I was teetering on was Louisiana Lafayette against App State. I think that's a great game tomorrow night. I, yeah, I was too. I was leaning towards App State. What about you? I was lo- going Louisiana. Okay. Because they were getting two. Um, and then I was kind of feeling the under because I think it's like, what, 58? Or yeah. was it 51? I think, you know, I think it was 58. Okay, 58. Yeah, I just don't know how they can score. I don't see that being like a 30-28. I think I just couldn't come to take that under that low, but I I was feeling Louisiana. Uh, 52, excuse me, 52. Oh, 52, it, it, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I had to back off of that game. I wanted Louisiana. I just couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger on that. I'm going to take Kansas State plus seven against Texas. Texas has had a couple opt-outs this week on the defensive side of the ball, and their season is pretty much over. After they lost to Iowa State, the only thing I'm worried about this with this is is that Kansas State has been ravaged by the Rona this year. But that Ellinger, I feel like he's going to try and rally the troops to not go these last couple weeks to just he wants to go out a winner in the regular season here. I'm a little that's the only thing that's worrying me about that. But I like Kansas State plus seven. Have Rutgers plus eleven against Penn State. Going to take Purdue minus two against Nebraska. Everyone should watch Rondell Moore. That guy is electrifying. I'm going to take the over in Monroe, Arkansas State, 69. Over in Buffalo, Ohio, 58 and a half. I know Michael Pennick is out, but I'm still taking Indiana plus 14 against Wisconsin. Their defense is pretty good. I'm going to take Cal plus 10 against Oregon. Also going to be with you, Ryan, on Clemson minus 22 against Virginia Tech. Uh, there was supposed to be weather going on there. It's supposed to rain during the day, but I don't think it's supposed to be raining there at night. I am taking Alabama minus 29 and a half and the under 67. The, I, I don't know how this game goes under 60 or goes over 67. You're telling me LSU is going to score 
10 points. Yeah. And it's like 59 to 10, like 59 to 10. That's like the only way I could see the under losing. Yeah. That's a I great, you know what I'm, you know, that's a great, that's a great play. I'm, I'm going to jump on that with you right now. I'm adding that to the card. Or like what? Yeah. Alabama's going to be like 60. Like, I don't think Alabama's scoring 63. I don't know how this game goes over 67. Yeah. I'm going to sound crazy when no, I agree. Watch. But I just doing the trying to figure out how it loses. I don't know. I as crazy, you know, as as uh, as amazing as that offense was for LSU last week, it's going to be wild to see. I, I I think there's a great possibility that they that they get blanked again and going back to back weeks getting blanked. I would think so. And the thing is too, like if you take Bama minus thirty, I don't think you're going to lose both. Right. It's hard to figure out a way where you lose, where you could see a way where Alabama doesn't cover and then the over. The over hits. Just doing the math ahead. So that's two there. And then I had PLA plus three against uh, Arizona State. It is funny on December 1st or 3rd, looking at the schedules and the stats and seeing that Arizona State is 1-0. and Yep. That is the craziness of 2020. But that is the card for this week for me. So hopefully we get a bunch of winners uh, over there. All right, to the NFL. The Cowboys... I'll say this, the NFC East, this um, this week is definitely crazy in the NFL, obviously, with this, with the um, game being yesterday. Part of me feels like the Cowboys benefited from this, but I also think they got hurt because if Lamar Jackson, what, tested positive for coronavirus a week ago. So if they would have played today and the same schedule would have happened, say, say um, the Thursday game would have been moved to Sunday, but they still would have played on Thursday night. Jackson would have been out because he had been out for 10 days. Now they're going to face Lamar Jackson next Tuesday night. And after watching that game yesterday, whether it was uh, Bobby Griffin or Trace McSorley, the Cowboys, I think, had a legitimate chance to win that game. Now with Lamar, I don't really know because obviously they have the upper hand in the quarterback battle. But the Ravens are they're a confusing team. And also the Steelers. Can you can you be eleven and zero and like be kind of average? Be not yeah, be not that great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's definitely a conversation I've seen happening happening uh, on the interwebs of you know, kind of going over their wins and you know what what they uh, you know what they uh, entailed. But I mean, I think when I think when Pittsburgh is rolling on all cylinders, they're a good team. They're like they are a good team. The last last, last yesterday was not a good game. Uh, obviously, against the Cowboys, they didn't have a very good game. But when they are rolling. And everything's right. I mean, that that thing is right. So I, I get what you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree because good teams usually, you know, they they what do you, what what's what's the old saying? Good teams find a way to win, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I I don't disagree wholeheartedly that you know they might not be as good as everyone thinks, or as good as an 11-0 record might be. But like I said, when 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 they're full force, they're they're a team to be to be reckoned with for sure. The 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 layoff definitely affected them yesterday. 100 percent um because they were dropping they had six drops i think i counted seven drops um they did suffer a key loss though bud dupree yesterday in the defense towards acl that is a big that's a big big loss we'll have to see if tj watt is good but he also is helped out by how good that defensive line is um but i think that but I do. People say it too. I agree with it that the Steelers do tend to play down to their competition. Yeah, one hundred percent. And, 
But okay, so the Steelers and Chiefs play today. Who are you taking? I mean, you're you're gonna be. I'm not. I'm ta- not taking anybody over the Chiefs. Yeah, I would. I agree. Um, I just i I just think Roth. I don't know. There's something about this. The, the thing with the Steelers is they don't run the ball. Isn't that a game yesterday? You would think they would run the ball a little bit more. They threw it 50 times. Yeah, no, they cannot run the ball at all. Whether James Conner's in there or not, they can't run the ball. Uh, it was funny. I was actually talking about that with with uh, somebody yesterday. Um, because we were more so having a coaching conversation. So he he was like, if, you know, if you're playing the Steelers, how would you, you know, scheme them? Or what would your game plan be? I said, make them run on me. You know, that's that's easier said than done. But they they cannot run the ball at all. I mean, Benny Snell, he's kind of like a one-cut guy. And if he doesn't get that cut, he's getting hit in the backfield. He's more of a receiving back. But yeah, they it's, it's crazy. Because, you, you know, you think of, Pittsburgh, you think of run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, defense, defense, defense. That's their key to victory. Not this year. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on the running. Um, they just can't do it. Like you can't win a game throwing 51 times and they almost blew it yesterday. Like you have to run out the clock. You have to be able to run the ball to run out the clock. I know this is old coming from a guy who's like the advanced, new and advanced football, but like Roethlisberger throwing up a teardrop on third down and hoping someone comes down with that ain't going to work in the playoffs. It barely worked yesterday against the Ravens um, and coming down with it. So I don't really know what to make of them, but the Cowboys, I don't think they, 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 they got the bad side of the draw on the fact that they're going to have to face Lamar um, rather than uh, Bob Griffin or McSorley. But again, I don't know how the, I also don't know how the Cowboys score that many points against the Ravens defense. Like, I don't think Marcus Peters is very good, but they, they're going to get guys back on the defensive line. Um, I don't really know how they're going to win next week against Baltimore. Like I thought they had a chance, but without Zach Martin, as we said last week, I just, I don't think they really have a shot. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, that with, I mean, when you when you don't have your your uh, you know your anchor there for your offensive line, it's definitely going to be tough sledding against that pass rush of the of the Ravens. You know, and it's not even the top pass rush we've seen um, in, in the past from the Ravens, but just any sort of pass rush has kind of been uh, the uh, the death for for the Cowboys. You know, any kind of pressure in in uh, Andy Dalton's face or or whatever it may be. They just got a, a couple turnstiles up there at at uh, on the offensive line. Yeah. So, um, I what do you think? How do you think the Steelers game yesterday works into Washington's favor? Dis or uh, not their favor on Tuesday? They play Monday, right? They play Monday. Yes. Okay. Yeah, on Monday. Uh, you know the the only the only thing really is just the short layoff. Uh, and then obviously you know Washington's been off since Thursday. And so you, uh, you know, you have your game plan going into the week, you know, that you start instilling whenever it is Monday or Tuesday, and then you actually get to watch the game and, and, you know, you get a little extra film. I know it doesn't make sense. You know, you'd still be able to get that same, you know, even if they play Sunday or Monday, but I I feel like just, you know, shorter, it's just, it's just kind of one of those things. It might be dumb brain of me, but it's like shorter time between game, game to game for the Steelers uh, and, and that long layoff for, for Washington, they're able to plan a little bit better. I feel like, um, so I think, you know, if the secondary for Washington, even though they're number one, number one ranked secondary, they're, they're bad. They're not good. Um, so it, it's going to be tough if, if they make Ben pass and make Ben have to throw it. I think Washington uh, 
is uh is in trouble but if they if they can hold the receivers at at bay uh and make them pound the ball i think that plays in washington's favor i think one thing that maybe i'm thinking too much of it but i think the pittsburgh wanting to come out and play a clean game like i think pittsburgh could get out to a lead early Mm -hmm. and then washington which washington has shown they they're good coming from behind this year yeah, Week one against uh, Philly and then against Detroit. Even though against Detroit it was a um, a losing effort, a, a losing effort, but they still tied it. Were they down twenty four to three? Yeah, um, they still tied it, so they're able to come back uh, from that. But uh, but yeah, I think the Steelers will want to come on and look a little crisper up there. All mm-hmm. right, any other NFL storylines you want to talk about? Um, no, I don't think there's really anything uh, out there that's been that's you know, of, of notes other than just the, the wild schedule and the 49ers now have to play in Arizona. Yeah, that they have to, yeah, they have to play in Arizona at the, at the Cardinal stadium there. Uh, Matt Patricia sneaky got fired. Nobody really knew about it. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, but that was coming. Who else? Oh, uh, the Browns are the grim reaper because the Jacksonville Jaguars fired their GM after a loss to the Browns. I think that might be the first time that's ever happened. Um, so that's some good news. All right, picks this week. I am 28, 29, and 3 on the season. Uh, I'll just go with my five picks here. The card this week is, boy, it was, I don't really know what to make of it. There are some, late in the season, who knows what you're getting from teams. I was I was struggling coming up with picks, Ryan. I don't know about you. Uh, I actually wasn't. I, I didn't love it. I, you know, what's funny is I, I, so I always look the card over, you know, okay, cool. And then I go over it again and, and start putting my picks in. I was like, okay, this should be pretty easy. Now I put the first one in and then as I started looking them over again, I was like, wait a second, maybe this isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. But, uh, you know, so, but I ended up, I, I feel confident about my, about my picks. So that means, uh, everyone should absolutely fade me. <laughs> All right. What is your overall record? Not great. It is uh, 26, 33, and 1. Okay. Um, all right. I'll, I'll lead off here. Go for it. I am taking the Titans minus 5.5 against the Browns solely because the Browns are without key members of the secondary, Denzel Ward and Ronnie Harrison. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to stop uh, the Titans passing attack. So I'll take the Titans minus five and a half. This game to me for the Browns is throw away. Let's gear up for the Monday night game against the Ravens next week. I am taking the Steelers minus seven and a half against Washington. I said, I think they're going to get out to a big uh, a lead early. And then uh, I just think this is like a get right game for the Steelers. I know it's probably not a great team to have a get right game on because Washington is playing better in that defense. Is good. I'm going to take the Packers minus eight and a half against the Eagles. The back door is probably going to be wide open in this one, and the Eagles will probably walk right through it. But I'll take the Packers at home against the Eagles minus uh, eight and a half. I'm going to take the Jaguars plus 10 on the road against the Vikings. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game as well. And then my final pick, I am going to take the Chargers and a pick them against the Patriots. Anthony Lynn. And Belichick is going to be the biggest mis- coaching mismaps, mismatch since Cliff Kingsbury uh, against Belichick last week. But I don't know how Cam can, he can't complete a forward pass. 
He cannot throw the ball. So I'm going to take Herbert over Newton. That is why I'm going. I'm going against all my principles of taking a coaching matchup, and I'm doing it in the dumbest way possible. But I will take the Chargers and a pick them. I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm going to hate myself. I didn't really like any other game out there. I thought about taking the Jets plus eight and a half against the Raiders, but I think the Raiders have a get right spot. The other game I thought about was the Bills minus two and a half. It's, it was Bills minus two and a half. The 49ers can come up out of nowhere sometimes or the Chargers. So I settled on the Chargers for some stupid reason. Okay, well, since you finished off with that one, I'll start with that one, and I'm taking the Patriots in and pick them. <laughs> no, no, I swear to God, for the no, I don't because of you... everything I said. Yes, exactly, one thousand <laughs> yeah. percent. So you made my argument for me, so I appreciate that. I I do uh, agree though. The Cam situation is a bit of a liability. Um, so uh, you know it'll be interesting to see. But again, I'm I'm taking Bill Belichick over Anthony Lynn uh, uh, this week. I don't. I should probably do that, but I just. I don't know. I can't. here. How about this? I'm switching? I'm getting off there. I'm taking the Bills minus two. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. I want to do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's That's Anthony fair. Lynn. He's so I can't get mad at him again. Yeah. I'm tired of getting mad at Anthony Lynn for whatever his coaching does. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. So yeah. So I got the Patriots in a pick 'em. I like the Bengals plus eleven and a half against Miami. I know this is crazy. Uh, I think Miami's kind of sputtering a little bit here. I think they're gonna, you know, continue this downward kind of spiral and then pick it up right before playoffs start. But uh, I, th- I still think they win this game. Don't get me wrong. But I do think uh, the Bengals will cover the eleven and a half. Um, I like the Lions plus three against Chicago. Your coach gets fired. You have a new coach in there. Uh, if Trubisky's still playing quarterback. Uh, I feel a lot better about this pick of Kenny Galladay's playing for Detroit. I feel a lot better. Um, so I like the Lions plus three. I think they went outright. I like the Saints minus three against Atlanta. I was surprised this line was as low as it was, but I think a lot of it has to do with obviously uh, Taysom Hill playing quarterback, which he stinks. He want to talk about somebody that can't throw a forward pass. <laughs> that guy right there. Um, and but, didn't the Falcons? Sorry for cutting. Didn't the Falcons just play the Saints the first week with Taysom Hill? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe they did. Yeah, I think maybe they could figure out some things. Maybe, and and then I think too a lot of it has to do with the, you know the 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 butt kicking that Atlanta put on um Oakland Raiders or excuse me yeah. the Los Angeles Las Vegas Raiders last week. So, uh, but I like the Saints laying the three, and then against all my you want to talk about going against your morals and all your beliefs when you originally picked the Chargers, I'm doing the same thing here, and I'm going to take the Colts minus three and a half against Houston. Uh, they lose their number one wide receiver for the rest of the season. Houston does uh, in Will Fuller. That uh, Colts defense is is sick. It's it's pretty good. It got beat up by Derrick Henry uh, last week, but um, I trust them to be able to to uh, hold Deshaun Watson. I mean, he really doesn't have any weapons outside of outside of Will Fuller. I mean, he's still got Brandon Cooks, who's been you know quiet, decent season, nothing crazy. I think Randall Cobb is still out with a foot injury, so uh, I think the Colts uh, put one on Houston here. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, the Colts defense is good, but it seems like they've given a lot of, they gave up a lot of points to the Packers. And then last week against the Titans, they got, they got manhandled. Um, there are some good games this weekend, other than the Sunday nighter. Um, there's some good games this week though. I was honestly hoping for a Monday afternoon triple header. That would be. Like, what would they have done? Weren't they talking about both games starting at, like, 5 o'clock? Yeah. But then Fox wanted one of them. Fox wants that primetime Cowboys spot, which I guess I don't blame them. But uh, I would a Monday triple header would have been 
2020 as 2020 gets. Yeah. Um. All right. So I met, I forgot to mention this a couple of weeks ago. Do you want to implement the uh, for college football the Clay Travis rule, which is if you if he. If you if he picks uh, our game, it's off the card. Well, you can <laughs> decide if you want. Okay. If like there are some that you could look at, it, you're like, okay, um, I was I still will ride with myself. Clay's riding with me, but if not, I am uh, I am out. Uh, we can go ahead and do that only based on how like vehemently he uh defends his pick like if he's like all in on it i'm jumping off but if he's like hey i like this and it's like okay i'm gonna he's riding with me like you said he's riding with yes. me. i'm not riding with clay travis he's riding with me but if What's he's this like thing a blood bank guarantee yeah something like that yeah okay if it's so if, that then i if want it's, no yeah, if it's, yeah exactly I, then i am opting out i am opting out of that pick uh all right so case. we'll follow that um i did see when the browns faced the eagles uh clay travis and colin coward that was like their favorite play of the weekend uh-huh. i saw that monday morning i was like i should have known i did not need to worry about that game if that was their play of the day if that was their favorite play of the weekend the eagles over the browns that was a locket that was a lot before the game even kicked off yeah um but uh but all right we'll we'll uh we will monitor the situation and report back uh next monday uh on that uh nba did the Russell Westbrook John Wall trade do anything for you yesterday? Not even it didn't even move. Didn't even make it move. <laughs> Same. I mean, I was like, okay, that's an interesting trade, but that didn't really do anything to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, it, yeah, no, it didn't do anything for me. <laughs> you were gonna, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, they're pretty much just like trading like the same player back, you know, back and forth. But I, I think that's discrediting what Russell Westbrook a little bit because uh, I think he is a much better player than John Wall. But as far as what they bring to the table for, you know, their respective teams, their respective new teams. I don't know how much of an impact it really makes. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't really do anything for me either. It was it's, that's just a contract trade. Yeah, um, I mean, but Houston does get the first round pick back, and they are very much lacking in that. So uh, I do wonder what the protections on that pick will be, though. Yeah, um, because no way Washington's giving them an unprotected pick. Uh, this year, what maybe they Washington makes the playoffs. I don't really know what this does. It's a point guard that's playing, and but uh, all right, anything else before you wrap up here? Yeah, one quick thing uh, big time score bug day yesterday for uh, college basketball. Do you see some of these scores that were that were out there? I saw a team got beat by 103. Yeah, so that was uh, Dallas Baptist or not Dallas Baptist, it was uh, Dallas Christian. They lost to McNeese State. 140 to 37. Tough day at the gym there. (laughs) I saw. Did you see the women's score against South Carolina? Yeah. I was at like 107 to nine or something. No, uh, it was like 107 to like 16 or something like that. Okay. Okay. But then Illinois State played Greenville, and I don't know what Greenville this was or where they're located. Oh my God. (laughs) 177 to 108. Oh, man. Yeah, just, I mean, uh, no defense getting played on either side. I don't know if they were playing that cherry pick offense where one guy stays at the back, you know, down at the uh, other end of the court, and as soon as they get the rebound, they just outlet it to him or what. But, yeah, big-time scorebug game there. And then there was one other one that jumped out. Oh, yeah, UC Irvine beats uh, La Sierra University 104-54. Another, like I said, some, some big-time points getting put up yesterday. 
um, in uh, in college basketball. Some just like outrageous, outrageous scores. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that Texas North Carolina game was really good. It was good. Um, Shaka Smart. So I think he he was on the hot seat last year. I think. Yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he came into the season on the hot seat. I think Corona saved his job. Um, really. As in, he was if they didn't win two games in the tournament, he was getting axed. How about this? Speaking of Corona, the Jimmy V Classic brought to you by Corona. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, what well, I was Jocko Smart with hair. First of all, crazy look. Yeah. Can't, can't, cannot laugh or chuckle every time I see it. But uh, Jocko Smart with hair is a pretty good coach. He is. Yeah, He's maybe I'll Texas turned open. around. I like Texas is good. For now. For now, but Bass, why would they not get better? Or through, I don't see how they wouldn't get better throughout the season. Yeah. But they, they got some talent there. Um, also, so college basketball, I was looking at lines for today. Eastern Illinois is 0-3 on the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Romo and Garoppolo. They are laying 23 to Chicago State, who is also 0-3. Is that the first time a team's been 0-3? And been a 23-point favorite? (laughs) Chicago State lost to Ohio by 23, lost to Illinois by uh, about, they lost to them by 59, and then they lost to North Carolina A&T by by, uh, 30. And uh, North Carolina A&T on the season, let's check them out. They are 1-2. Or now two and two, they beat Charleston Southern yesterday. I want to take it, but there's no way I can lay twenty three, or thirty, whatever twenty three with the zero and three team. Yeah, no, I don't blame you there. Oh, but all right, I I some more research on the NC Dinos championship shirt. Don't mean to rub it in. On the Korean baseball site, they don't have any, and it's also oh. written in Korean, so I had to translate. I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it at all. The only the only NC Dinos championship shirts you can buy are from American knockoff company, American t-shirt companies that are making them. If that isn't Americans uh, entrepreneurship thriving, or that's capitalism at its finest, baby. capitalism at its finest, then that's uh, that's it right there. Um, gotta love it. All right, well that's it. We will talk to you on Monday with a full recap of the NFL weekend, and we'll take a look at that Cowboys and Ravens game. So have a good weekend, everybody, and talk to you guys on Monday.